This the remix. Somebody's got to win this game. You know, they're a really good football team. I know everybody looks at records, but in the NFL, I believe that everybody's really, really good. And uh, somebody's going to have to make that final play uh, to be able to make it that, you know, who comes out on top. I've never been a part of a time. I uh, never even knew that that was in the rule book. Do you want to go? Or? Oh, you can go. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope, I guess I didn't even realize, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Living the dream team. Yes, yes, we're trying to, trying to, man. No, I'm just a Jordan athlete. New hoodie I got in there, so I'll just do it on. Satisfied with the effort? We just got smashed. Like, what are we talking about here, guys? You know, he kept squirting through there, and the changes, uh, like, changes. Were, were there changes that happened? Well, I have not been on there so long, I don't know. Okay, so I guess you're not the right one. Yeah, 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 I'll probably, yeah. I, I, I go on there maybe for some news, but yeah, I don't. I probably don't understand this as well as somebody else. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that Phil? Just go Boom. Sadness. That's the one. We had after Sunday's game, Derek Carr, uh, when talking to the media, vaguely throw some teammates under the bus, saying that they weren't uh, basically not as committed as he was, and in that response, Derek Carr also talked about what guys go through to get on the field. Um, I interpreted that as he might be talking about Darren Waller, who has not played very much this year. Uh, Vinny Bonsignore of the Review Journal had a story about there being growing frustration over Darren Waller's lack of availability. But then Adam Hill, also of the Review Journal, uh, he had a story with quotes from Darren Waller. Uh, Waller, talking about Carr, said, We know each other. We know how we've shown up, and we've been teammates for four years, so those kinds of things don't affect our relationship. We just know that's the way things go sometimes, and nobody's trying to take those things personal. You read into his that quote at all? That doesn't mean that Carr wasn't talking right. about him. Right. That actually makes it sound like he was yeah. talking about Darren Waller. That doesn't... That makes it... Neither of them... Well, that wasn't a denial. No, not at all. So that's fun. I think he was talking about him. I did too. Um, Waller also said, I get it when it comes down to a season where you're not meeting expectations and a dude has a shiny new contract and there's big expectations for him. It's frustrating. People can throw me under the bus and blame me. It is what it is and how it's going to be. I know how it goes. I'm tough enough to handle it. That also is not a denial. That's not a denial either. It's almost an acceptance. So Derek Carr was talking about Darren Waller. Are we like, 99.9% on that now? I mean, I'm a lot. I, I thought when you brought it up the other day, it was an interesting, something I hadn't thought about. And then I thought about it more. And then, look, you knew what Carr was going to say in response to it. That was an automatic in terms right. of. Car, Carr the, did try to back off. Yeah, it, absolutely. You knew he would. I was more, I guess I wouldn't be more surprised because Waller's, I'll say this about Waller. There's a award that the media gives out every year for the most for the best guy in the locker room in terms of dealing with the media, talking to the media, um, not blowing media off. I forget what the award's called. He wins it every year. He's very open. He's he's on IR yet. He was at his locker yesterday answering questions. Not everyone on IR does that. I mean, usually on IR, guys, you never see them. So I'm going to give him a ton of credit um, for what he does with the media and how he is with the media. He, you're very respectful. And, again, never, never dodges questions. But listening to him yesterday – just because you talked to Derek about it doesn't mean that, that he, he wasn't talking about you. Right. 
So I think we've kind of as as close as we're going to get to confirming it that Derek Carr was talking about Darren Waller not being out there and available to play at this point. By the way, guys on IR, um, it was Richie Incognito last year that uh, like Tashawn Reed saw on a on a treadmill or something, and that was the only time he was seen. Despite despite. John Gruden never ruling him out. John Gruden was always like, ah, he might come back. And he just was never seen right. from again, except for that one mysterious time. He might've been on a <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> All right. One thing that I want to talk about here is Josh McDaniels and his coaching style. I think we'll go with here because Vic Tafer of the athletic, he wrote a story earlier this week. And in that story, he had uh, what I'd say was sort of an interesting side note. The Raiders players definitely wanted to buy in and did for a while. But at some point, longer meetings and practices and having team officials scouring your social media accounts daily gets old when you lose every week. Have you gotten a sense about uh, overcoaching or something to that effect where the Raiders have long practices, long meetings, they're being, you know, babied or monitored on social media too much? I haven't gotten that sense. I don't know who who Vic talked to. We we watched 10 minutes. We watched 10 minutes of stretching. We never see practices. We know how long they go because then the availability starts, you know, a couple hours later. So we have a sense of how long practices go. I'm not so sure. Maybe you know. I'm not up with whatever the NFL team practices or how long they practice. Um, the thing about this is that interests me is he lost the locker room in Denver for a lot of the overbearing stuff, and he has for many months now, starting with his opening press conference, said that he learned from that, said that he's grown right. from that. He's and he said it. Heck, I think he said it earlier this week because they're playing Denver, and someone asked him, you know, what are your thoughts going back to Denver, and he. By himself, no one asked him this, but by himself said, I've grown, I've matured, I'm a different coach. So I don't know if this surprises me, but if it's true, I don't know if he's grown as much right. as he said he has. So there was, we we did this earlier in the season. Tyler Columbus, um, who we actually heard from earlier on 92.5 in Denver. Uh, Tyler Columbus had a Twitter thread earlier this year. He is a former Broncos lineman. Talk His Twitter thread was talking about McDaniels. And I'll reread a lot of these. Um He said, after trading away the young nucleus of our offense, including quarterback Jay Cutler, Josh McDaniel said to the entire team, fellas, don't worry about the QB situation. I can turn a high school quarterback into an all pro. Uh, Also, after completing training camp with fully padded two-a-days as often as was legal, he hyped up a special reward after practice. It was an ice cream truck and a t-shirt that said Iron Man. Our reward was ice cream. Thanks for the creamsicle. Every single day began with a 10-minute bad football reel from the day before where he would dog cuss you and your coach for any bad play from practice 24 hours ago. It set the tone for a real positive day in front of the entire team. We had about 25 slogans painted on the walls. God forbid you forget what the slogan was above the door entering the cafeteria. Josh would call players out in team meetings and ask what each slogan said. If you forgot a single word, ash chewing. After the season, I had an exit interview with my position coach. He spent 10 minutes telling me everything I sucked at, but he looked so depressed and miserable that when he was done, I didn't care what he said about my play. 
I was concerned for him. I asked coach, are you all right? His response, that's a hard man to work for. So are you coming back? My coach said, hell no. I asked, are you getting fired or leaving? And he said, I don't care, but I'm getting the hell out of here. Now that's one player. Those are anecdotes. It doesn't necessarily mean Josh McDaniels is a brutally overbearing coach, but he did get fired there. As you said, I don't believe, I think most players would have been anti Josh McDaniels after playing for him in Denver. And now again, it's a fairly small detail from Vic Tafer about social media accounts being monitored closely and long practices. But given that they're two and seven, Devontae Adams has called out the coaches in a couple of press conferences, right? About them not being good enough. It definitely doesn't feel like it's getting better anytime soon. And I think one of the best points is what you made that McDaniels has multiple times this year talked about how he learned, how he's grown, how he's a different head coach. Is he really a different head coach at this point? Well, not if he's doing some of the stuff Vic says he is, right? Right. I mean, if not, if this, if this stuff is true and he's doing that, it seems to point more towards Denver or not. What do you think about monitoring their social media accounts on a daily basis? So, all right. And who's doing that? Right. Um, that's the part that I'm, I find interesting because if, if you are an NFL team, if you're any sports team, you should to some extent be monitoring your players' social media accounts. We just saw last year Damon Arnett, I don't, what was he on Instagram, waving a gun around threatening to shoot somebody, right. right? Like that happened on social media. The Raiders released that guy. There should be some level of that where you're monitoring, you're at least watching and aware of what your players are posting. And whosever job responsibility that is, when they think it's, you know, something important, they can take it to Josh McDaniels or whoever they would take it to. But I am curious, like Vic put it in a story, right? And talked about it being closely monitored, which makes me think it's a lot more than just people are, you know, you follow Derek Carr and see what he tweets or replies or something like that. It makes me think there's more of a strict policy about what you what you can and can't say, but also when you can and can't be on social media. And that part's interesting because players, like guys that are in their 20s and 30s, like all NFL players are, you're on social media all the time. Oh, they go, I, I watch it in, in the locker room. They come off practice and mo- a lot of them are grabbing their phones. Right. Now it might just be check messages or whatever, but they're, or they're checking social media. Waller said yesterday he used to be on it. He's off everything that his management company takes care of his Twitter account. He goes, I don't, because I don't even have the ESPN app. Which is, by the way, good for Darren Waller. Oh, if you can do it. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah, it's tough. But like, if you're 20 to 30 years old, hell, most people older than that do it too. You're on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, on a, on your phone, on one of those three or different ones all the time. And listen, a lot of the times you might just be looking at things. You're not actually posting things, but you're on that all the time. And so I'm fascinated if that's just like a throwaway detail that Vic had, or if that's something that's more serious, because if I was, if I was a 28 year old NFL player and I've got somebody on the coaching staff or whatever coming to me, yelling at me or telling me not to do something on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, I'd be like, what? Like, what do you mean? You're mad at me for what exactly? Like, what did I do? Oh, I was on it two minutes before practice and that's not allowed. That would get, that'd be very overbearing. And when we're two and seven, I'd be like, yeah, go away. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't need that. So I don't know. It's just, and here, here's the other key detail on this. We are going off of, um, 
incomplete information, right? We've got stories from guys that played under McDaniels in Denver. We've got Vic sort of with a few details in a story about here in Las Vegas. I assume Mark Davis has more complete information or if he wants it, he can get more complete information about Josh McDaniels and how he's running his team. But if I'm Mark Davis and I know whatever stories I know about McDaniels in Denver and why it went wrong, because I assume before he hired McDaniels, there oh, was I think he vetted him and heard a everything. significant yes, conversation absolutely. about, yes. Hey, what went wrong what there? Went wrong. Why are you different? How are you different? Right. right? Exactly. If I'm Mark Davis, though, and I know all of this in Denver, what happened, what went wrong, and and then McDaniels tells me, hey, here's how I've changed, or here's what I'm going to do to change. If I'm starting to hear things like this, if I'm starting to hear things that sound a lot like when he was in Denver, then I'm really worried. And I might be more worried about that than I am the 2-7 and seven record, because that's probably not going away anytime soon if McDaniels is still acting like he was in Denver right. that made everybody angry. And so that's where I'm curious. Because, again, we're going off incomplete information. Mark Davis presumably has a lot more. And maybe this is nothing, right? Maybe it's like, yeah, what, we got somebody that pays attention to what they tweet just in case they pull a Kyrie Irving on us. Right, exactly. And we've got to do damage control. So maybe it's just that, or maybe it's even more overbearing and trying to put limits on when they can be on there, whatever it is. But I'd be curious to know if Mark Davis looks at it and sees, oh, wow, this is Denver 2.0. Or if he looks at it and says, "Nope, this is in line with what he told me he I'm wanted to do." Sure, he's kept up to, uh, kept up to date on everything. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, if, he, if not, there's something wrong. He should be kept up right. to date on everything. He's the owner. If you hire Josh McDaniels and there's a bunch of stories and reports about him losing the locker room and all these things that he did, when you hire him, you've got to make sure that doesn't happen again. You've right. got to be a convinced it's not going to happen when you hire him, and then you've got to be basically on alert for it again. So I assume he is, and that to me, if I'm an owner could potentially be a bigger deal than the 2-7 and seven record yeah. because... Well, re- because like you said, you can start winning games and get better as a team. Right. But and, you, and you'll start next year 0-0. Zero and zero. Like yeah. the 2-7 and seven record will go away. But if this stuff doesn't change, then I don't know if you can ever, you know, right. create a winning record. He's going to be the same guy every time. All right. We've got uh, Porta Subs to give away. A six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs. And you'll be qualified to win a new Yeti cooler from Finley Volvo Car 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Caller number five right now. You'll win a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs and be qualified to win a new Yeti cooler. 702-364-1100. Caller number five. Bischoff's Briefs. I'm asking you if you know the difference between right and wrong. I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. Bischoff's Briefs. So either I'm God or truth is relative. Bischoff's Briefs. And in either case, booyah. Bischoff's Briefs. UNLV football plays Hawaii on Saturday. 8 p.m. kickoff here. You can watch it on the Silver State Sports Network, uh, but that's only on Cox. Otherwise, you have to download the Team One Sports app and watch it that way. Um, Home Hawaii games are always a pain because they do pay-per-view for their television deal in Hawaii, and they go out of their way to make sure nobody can illegally stream Hawaii games because then they won't make any money on pay-per-view because people in Hawaii will just illegally stream it rather than pay for the pay-per-view. So always a pain. Um, but UNLV's 4-6 and six 
Their margin for error is completely gone after a four and one start. They have to win their last two games to go to a bowl game. So after starting four and one, following that up with a five game losing streak, what do you think a loss would mean for Marcus Arroyo this weekend? Uh, no bowl. Are you suggesting he'd get fired? What's worse? What's worse? A typical three and nine UNLV season where you beat an FCS team, you knock off like New Mexico, and then you pull off one upset somewhere or along the way. Having this way, having this ability to go to a bowl and not making it. Starting four and one, one of the best five, like it's one of the three best starts in UNLV football history. And then in this um, scenario, you'd be losing six out of your last yeah. seven to miss a bowl game. Given the scenario and who they're playing the last two games, I think this would be worse. I think so too. Like the idea of raising the expectations so high in season and then completely failing. I mean, here's the thing. We knew the five-game losing streak. We knew at the beginning of the year that was their toughest stretch of the season, right? We knew that was likely to be the five best that's what teams everyone said. Yeah, that's they the, would play. Yeah, exactly. But when they got to four and one, I mean, we talked about it on the show. We thought they were going to win one, one or two of those games. Right. Now, Doug Brumfield didn't, know about Brumfield didn't help the scenario, but we thought they could beat San Diego State, right? right? And they didn't lose by much. Fresno State, too, didn't lose by much in that game. But you lost them all. And you get to a point now where it's two bad teams. And I fully expect UNLV to win these two games. I do, too. I think 100% they both and go to a bowl. Yes. But I'm curious to see what happens if they lose one of these last two. Because I do think it's a fair conversation if they finish at five and seven to talk about Marcus Arroyo's job security, which is wild to say because at the beginning of the year, it's it's interesting because at the beginning of the year, if you had said Arroyo's going to win five games, every person, everybody would have taken that. Right. You would have been like, oh, that's a great season. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a stark improvement. Right. But the way this season has played out, the way expectations has changed, I'm, I'm curious to see if that is a genuine conversation. Eric Harper's the new athletic director. He did not hire Marcus Arroyo, right? We see that a lot with UNLV Athletics, um, but he did not hire Marcus Arroyo. He might look at it and say, you had an opportunity here and you completely blew it. And I want to go get, uh, I want to make my own hire because Eric Harper is the new AD has not really, he hasn't had that opportunity yet. He's not fired Kevin Kruger, not fired Marcus Arroyo. There hasn't been an opportunity to make his hire on one of the two important programs. I'd be curious to see what happens here if they don't make a bowl game. And... I'd put this scenario out there too. What if they lost both? Like, what if they lost in Hawaii and Nevada? And like they seven four in a row to end it. <sighs> then I think there's a conversation. I think there's a real. I, I think it's genuine real if it's four and eight. I think if you're Eric Harper, you're genuinely sitting down saying, what "Do happened? I need to do better than this?" Because it wouldn't just be seven straight losses. It would be two terrible losses to end the year. Because here, here's some fun stats for you. Hawaii this season. Allows 36.3 points per game. That is the most in the Mountain West by six points. Not even close. Worst scoring defense in the Mountain West. Hawaii allows the most rushing yards per game and the most yards per carry in the Mountain West. Hawaii also allows the most passing yards per attempt and the highest completion percentage in the Mountain West. They don't allow the most passing yards per game because they're normally getting beat and the other team doesn't throw it a whole lot. 
Hawaii, well, they're, they're giving up all those rushing yards. Yes. Hawaii has forced the fewest turnovers in the Mountain West. Hawaii has the fewest sacks in the Mountain West. Hawaii has the fewest tackle for loss in the Mountain West. Here's the best I could find for, like, not terrible Hawaii defensive stats. They're eighth in defensive third down rate, and they're ninth in defensive touchdown rate in the red zone. This defense sucks. I mean, this is this defense honestly is probably worse than like all the UNLV defenses we've seen over the last 10 years. And UNLV almost always has like the worst Mountain West defense. But normally there's like one or two categories that UNLV's defense like, oh, they had a lot of interceptions this year. Oh, they were they were average against the run. They just got crushed in the second. Like normally there's at least one thing you look at and say, oh, the UNLV defense is kind of average at that. Hawaii's defense is bad at everything. They're, they're not good at a single thing. UNLV is going to put up like 50 points in this game. Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I feel kind of comfortable saying that. It might not be 50, but they're breaking 40. Robbins could easily go for a career high. Right. Like, w- like we should be talking about whatever Arroyo wants to do. If it's Aiden Robbins running for 225 or if it's Doug Brumfield throwing for 350, they should be able to do that in this game. So what you're saying is I should take the over team total of 33 and a half. Yes. I believe they are going to put a ton of points on the board against Hawaii. Take Stanford on the money line. Oh, oh wait a minute. That was the other day. That was the other day. I'm, I'm slowly bringing Ed to my side. <laughs> Ed's going to start coming in with those obscure tennis and baseball bets. My, o- my only concern is how good is Doug Brumfield? Because pre-concussion Brumfield... This could be bounce back right here, It baby. should be. Pre-concussion Brumfield looked like the best quarterback in the Mountain West. Post-concussion, he's looked like an average quarterback in the Mountain West. And here's the thing. Even with an average quarterback, they should still win this game and put up quite a few points. But if Brumfield is back to like, oh, he looks fantastic, they're absolutely breaking 40. They might break 50 in Well, if he's game. Being back to being fantastic, they're in a bowl game. Yeah, oh, yes, they're not going to lose the next that two. Weeks. They, yeah, if Brum, the only way they lose the next two with good Brumfield is like horrific turnover luck or something like right. that, right? Like they, they like fumble three kickoffs or right. something, and you're yeah. like, oh, what the hell happened? Or there? they get, which never happens, two consecutive punts blocked. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most, by the same guy. By the same guy. Right. <laughs> the same guy. Well, it's one of the most Locked incredible that things. guy. Yeah. So I expect UNLV. To win this game, I think they win it easily, right? Like UNLV's defense isn't great, and Hawaii's offense is a little bit better than its defense, which is no, kind of obvious, right? Uh, Hawaii's going to score some points in this game, but I I expect UNLV to win, and I expect UNLV to win fairly Handling. easily. I don't think we're talking yeah, about a fourth quarter where it's like ah they got to drive down the field to win the game. I think we're going to say the same thing next week. I'm I'm with you. I think they're winning both games and they're yeah. going to a bowl at 6 and 6. The funny thing is um Hawaii beat Nevada this year, but most like stat-wise, Nevada's better than Hawaii. Like like next week when we're talking about this, I'm going to be like ah Nevada, they're not good, but they're slightly better than right. Hawaii even though Hawaii went and beat Nevada like and I think it was like by two touchdowns too. I think it was 31 16 or something like that. Like they kind of handled that game. So uh, Hawaii's two wins are Duquesne and Nevada this year. Duquesne is not division one in football in case you were confused by basketball, Duquesne and Nevada. So that's all you know, he's got to do to go to a bowl game coming up next. Cassie Soto joins the show. 
She's the only girl we can consistently get to answer our calls. She has to stand on a box to report the news. If you ever see someone fall on the sidelines of a football game, it's probably her. Emmy winner Cassie Soto joins Grainy and Bischoff on the press box. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning. Um, how much fun is it to cover the Raiders right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> Fun team, right? Oh, you like being uh, in the locker, you know, getting your videos and your your interviews. You do a good job at that. A lot of players uh, uh, like when you come by with the camera and get uh, get the interviews and ask the questions. Oh yeah, I love it. They really enjoy it. Yeah, has absolutely. A, has Devontae Adams been talking about his family recently? Um, no. He well, he goes out to the podium, and I stay in the locker room, so ah, I miss his interviews half the time. I see. Do you think he um, regrets his family getting to see him play this season? I think he regrets five hundred thousand dollars he spent on the suite. Or <laughs> oh, whatever. I forgot about That's that. Right. And you guys yeah. were telling me that wasn't a lot of money. He spent now, that. They, who? Someone did tell you, like, and in, in like the retrospect, like, yeah, not said that, that much. Ed and it's Danny, like five dollars to us. Yes, Ed and Danny were no. like, ah, not that much money. It's not five hundred grand. Is five hundred grand when you're two and seven? Right. Yeah, but his paychecks come whether they go zero and seventeen or seventeen and zero. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Unbelievable. As much money as he has. Could, Unbelievable, like ten, YouTube. It's like 10 bucks to us. Unbelievable. I could think of two, two to seven other things I'd rather do with $500,000 <laughs> than that. Oh, the Raiders are fun. You you told me, though, your dad doesn't actually, he doesn't actually get too bothered by it? No, he has a blast. Yeah. Well, uh, he has a bla- week, It's a blast? It's a blast. He has so much fun. Well, like, he, he makes friends all around him, so he's a season ticket holder. So he's, like, best friends with the people that sit in front of him and behind him. And he actually got to go on the field last week and hold the American flag on the field. Was Los on the field last week? He was. He sure was. And you didn't update us in the press box? Ah, what are you doing over there? I Well, I was down there trying to uh, be a stalker and take pictures of him ever. I had all our... All our photographers, Heidi Fang, Chase Stevens. I was like, my dad's right there. Like, take pictures of him. So I had pictures of him at all different angles. You were telling other people to stop doing their actual <laughs> jobs and take pictures of your dad? Yeah, and my uncle. Both of them. Oh, the tri-tip guy. Was he in town? <laughs> the tri-tip he was. Guy. He sure was. Oh, man, he makes a mean tri-tip, this kid. <laughs> telling you, the tri-tip <laughs> uncle. No, the tri-tip uncle. I love that kid. What, tri-tip uh, uncle, yep. I what uh, weird way did they get selected to be a part of the group that holds the flag? The, they're through the PSL. He, they he my dad got an email like three or four days before the game, and they were like, "You've been selected, like sign up." But the the crazy part was is that they had to do a rehearsal at like seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh. yeah, but then yeah. you go then you go right to the tri tip out at the uh, out at the tailgate. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, I mean, but Sunday it was a little bit chilly, so. But, yeah, the being on the field made up for it. And then I don't know if anybody was at the Golden Knights game yesterday, and I don't know which intermission it was, but uh, the guy found himself center ice as well. So he's had, he's had quite a week. Well, now, what was Lowe's doing at center ice at VGK? He, I think it was the promotion where, like, if you make a certain amount of goals, you win stuff. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I got it sent to me in a very blurry uh, text message video for my sister, but... Yeah, he, like, put the helmet on. He went out, and you know when they, like, light it up? 
Yeah. Right? Like they make a pathway, a clear pathway mm-hmm. for you um, to make the goal. Yeah, he made the tester shot, I believe, and then missed every goal after that. Uh, what, what's, mm-hmm. he, what's he like, the most popular fan in Las Vegas say. right now? What's going on? I, he's living his best life, that guy. Is he is he about to shoot half court for like free canes for a year <laughs> at the UNLV game tonight too? You know what? You know what? If it if it was the field goal one, we would. Hopefully, it's like the fifty thousand dollar. You know, kick a field goal, make it kind of thing. He would get that for sure. <laughs> that one, I'd have full confidence in him. Right. He made a forty five yarder like a year ago, two years ago, and he's qu- he's been removed from soccer for a while now. All right, will you be watching every Mexico game of the World Cup? And that eight a.m. one, huh? It's not even. That's the that's the second latest it can be. There's games at two a.m. Cassie. Uh, oh yeah, Argentina, right? Oh man, yeah, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure that, or I'll be waking up by the screaming and yelling from from the fiance. That's right. He'll be up at eight a.m. That's the best part about well, soccer in this country is you get to yell and scream at seven in the morning. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I do love the Premier League commercials where everybody's like hiding in their car or like in a basement and just ah like yeah. like quietly screaming. It's phenomenal. So wait, you're you're not excited to get eight a.m. is not even that early. Come on, you're not excited oh. to get up at eight a.m. to we've watch hour Mexico. We've done an hour of the show yeah. by then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. So the, and the older I get, the less I become a morning. But it's person. the I like World Cup, Cassie. It happens every I know, four I know. years. Maybe I'm just grouchy about it right now, but yeah, by like. Second or third. Well, we'll see how they do, first of all. So uh, we'll see. I took them at 101 just for giggles. Oh. You bet on them to win the World to Cup? win the World Cup? Sure did. Sure did. Listen, we all. I think it's seven straight World Cups. Mexico has gotten out of the group but lost in the round of 16. So you know what? Here's a fun fact for you. Um, so Estrus gets a, the World Soccer Shop because he shops from there a lot. So they send in like a World Cup kind of preview. And they put a bunch of fun facts in there. Did you know Mexico has the most World Cup losses? Well, yeah, they they never, they always and then, qualify yeah, and they kind of and suck. then they yeah and then they pre- they preface it with but that's actually quite impressive. It is. It means they qualify yeah, right. all the time. Yeah. What and are you going to say, Daddy? It is. It's the nicest thing no, I'll anytime, say about Mexico. Anytime you're they, the best at something. Well, they're not the best. They're just I, the best I was going to say, is it, <laughs> is it impressive? And then losing. I was going to say, yeah, is it impressive that they can make it there and then once they're there, they can't do anything? They get out of the group every single year. They're yeah. Mexico. They're not Spain. But two of the four <laughs> teams in the group, 50% of the teams in each group make it out of the group stage. You know right. who hasn't gotten out of the group stages seven straight years? Every other country in the world. <laughs> Why are you making me defend Mexico? This is the worst thing <laughs> I've like ever it. done. Keep it going. Keep it going. I never thought I'd hear the day. Mexico and the United States. Getting out of the group is great. Because not everybody does it. Yes, there's Saudi Arabia and Cameroon that you should destroy half the time. But teams lose to them on a regular basis. Costa Rica got out of their group last time there was a World Cup. Costa Rica always gets out of their group, too. The da- North Danny American has suddenly got his phone out betting on he's something. He's about to. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I've already been talking to my buddy. We're going to go do our bets on Saturday. Oh, oh, no. oh I've been looking at all the, all the prop bets and stuff, but the goals and, like, they, one of them, like you can bet with like the certain time frame when the goals are scored. I'm like, man, this is a lot. You could really do some damage here. World Cup time. Uh, yeah, I think. Be his- careful, Danny. Well, everybody 
watch out for daddy. Oh, uh, just just imagine. You think there's a lot now. If you were to travel to one of the out of town sports books, yeah, uh, Danny's getting his car driving an to Arizona. Amount. Uh, I believe oh, yeah. I believe the stat is every first game of the World Cup the United States has played, there has been a goal either for or against in the first fifteen minutes. Ooh. Nice. So not that that means anything. No, it doesn't mean anything about whether it'll happen again this year, but it always happens. Yeah, they're going to score against Iran, though. So you should. They play Wales. They're going to score against all of them. I was going to say they play Iran in two weeks. Wales, countrymen. Yeah, the United States is going to win. All right. uh, Before we let you go, Cassie, I wanted to ask you this. We talked about it earlier in the week. Uh, Have you ever tipped at a drive-thru? Have I ever what? Tipped at a drive-thru. At a drive-thru? Like a Starbucks, I think. Yeah. All right, cash then, right? Because Starbucks doesn't give you the little card reader, yeah, so you had to Starbucks throw some cash out. Yeah, because you know why? Because we showed up like 10 minutes before they were closed. I really, I felt so bad. I don't usually go anywhere an hour before they close because I know how terrible that yep. is when you're like, yeah, I have one hour left. Like, nobody come in so I can start cleaning early. Oh, yeah. We went Closing to a Starbucks early. like... It was like 10 so minutes before. Steal some 10 ice minutes cream. before, and I was apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And the girl was like really sweet. She's like, no, no, it's okay. Let's just hope no other cars show up. And another car showed up, so I felt extra bad. So I just, I gave her, yeah, I gave her a tip. All right. So you tipped because you showed up very late, not because you were like, ah, I got a tip in the no. drive-thru. All right. That's correct. There. Why? So Why? I, the backstory. I just went to this place that sells coffee and tea. And while I was, while they were handing me my order, they asked, uh, would you like to tip? And it's the only time in my life I've ever even thought about tipping somebody while going through a drive-thru. Did you say no to their face? I did say no, yes. You know what I always love? When they're like, oh, it's going to ask you a few questions. Like, just fill them out. And it's like, well, you know it's a tip or not. Right. So, Right. It's don't, don't play silly games here. It's brutal. I, did I tell you about the um, when I was at an Aces game and I like got a water from the concession stand and it wouldn't let me tip nothing? I had to tip something, so I tipped a penny. He tipped no. one cent. Zero point zero zero one. He tipped one penny. Yeah. For a bottle of water? No, you really don't tip on bottles right. of water. But like the little iPad, what? Like I couldn't figure out how to not tip. It was like it gave you the percentages, and then the other option was custom tip, and I hit custom tip, and it would not let me hit zero. I couldn't That's do it. Weird. I had I had to enter something, so I put zero zero one to give them one penny. Good on the concession stands part, getting a penny out of everybody. <laughs> No, I think people more. There was only one Tyler. Yeah, it takes That's too long. It takes too long Tyler. to do zero yeah. zero one. I was there for like two extra minutes. <laughs> Could have just gotten That's one point zero zero, yeah. giving him a buck for the water. Brutal. Hey, wait! I wanted to ask you guys a question. Were you freaking out yesterday that Twitter was going to shut down? And did you post your Instagram so everyone could find you? No, I don't want anybody no. to follow me anywhere else. Okay, perfect. Yeah, me I, I kind of hope Twitter shuts down for like forty eight hours and then comes back later because I like Twitter a lot. But I would I would enjoy it being gone for like forty eight hours. That'd be fun. I so, imagine all the things we out. could do and accomplish. Yeah, I'd be pretty. Well, no, I just spend it all on TikTok. I just go to. I just <laughs> you go there. Just switch platforms. Yeah, yeah. Do you 100%. guys feel embarrassed when you get your updated screen time each week? Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about this. It's pretty bad. Mm, I'm I embarrassed. Don't. I'm alright. Oh, well, Ed was like ten thousand hours because he never locks his phone. <laughs> That's right. He just <laughs> like, leaves oh, his phone. Fucking me for a charger at ten a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking her for the charger at three. Ed, what's, what's your, your What's your phone battery on right now? Uh, there's a little white space. You, but you just swipe down from the top right, and and it should say the percentage. I'm at 96% at the moment. Phone's barely been used this morning. It, it's probably higher than when I walked in. Yeah, what's it say in the top right? 
79. Jeez, what have you been doing over there, Ed? Hey, that's Get it together. Higher. When I walked in, mine was at 35. <laughs> you don't charge your food. Cassie, we got to let you go. Oh, we no, go it was break. 100% charged okay, this morning. Okay, All right. Bye. She's bye. Cassie Soto from the RJ. You don't. Ch- you do charge your phone at night? Oh, yeah. All right. I don't even want to know. We got tickets to give away to go see Pink. Pink is playing at Allegiant Stadium next October. Tickets don't go on sale until Monday. So you're winning these before people can buy them. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number if you want to go see Pink at Allegiant Stadium. 702-364-1100. Be caller number 11 right now at 702-364-1100. There's still six opportunities left. You know, we got a tough game. Got to go to Philly. Hopefully we can, these few days, get a little healthy or refresh the mind. And then, uh, obviously, we got got to win these next games. Can you? Yeah, I don't see why not. What would you say the reasons would be that you can't? Well, I think last week showed us a lot, the possibilities. This week, we just didn't play as, as complimentary on all, all three phases. You're locked in the press box. Uh, Jared ran away and disappeared. Danny's been running the show for the last 30 Hour. minutes or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jared just left. Yeah, just left. <laughs> Yeah, we were having having other issues. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to blame Jared for it. Don't care if he's got to fix something else. That's fine. That's fine. Um, All right. Do we uh, believe the Raiders are winning a football game this weekend? Why do I want to say no? I'll say no. (laughs) (laughs) They beat the Broncos, though. I know. This is one of their two wins. I know. I know. I know. Uh, this might actually go down as a massive game for draft picks, right? Yeah. If uh, if the Raiders so. lose, they'll be too behind, technically ahead of the Broncos in terms of picks, or four picks, I should say. But if they win, then they have the same record as the Denver Broncos. It's going to be a little warmer. It's 12 degrees now. Oh, yeah, you're going to Denver. Uh, Sunday, high of 25. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Low of 25, high of 48. Where? Oh, that sounds good. Where are the stats? Derek Carr's terrible in the cold. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Are they scoring 10 points? Yes. Well, are the Broncos? Yeah. Well, that's the other key. It could be (laughs) the Broncos. It could be 9 8. Did you bet on the Raiders to score 10 points? I have not. The only bet I am going to place for that game is over three and a half field goals. I don't know what to do with it. Like, I just need I just need the Raiders to get to like Denver thirty eight and just let he's Carlson automatic kick anyway. It. He exactly. doesn't matter where he's kicking from. He's exactly. automatic. He's gonna uh, break the record this weekend. All right, now I'm cheering for Carlson to miss a field goal. Uh, he can miss as long so as Danny four other bet. ones are made. Yeah, yeah. You have over three and a half. Uh, not yet, but I will be doing right. that. I, I will also be taking Raiders to make more than one and a half field goals. All right. So I am hoping that we have. Two made Broncos field goals. One made Raiders field goal. Carlson is lining up for a field goal in the final minute and misses. And I hope it's like a 30-yarder, too. I hope it's like a chip shot. In the altitude. Yeah, yeah. And he misses just for Danny over here. So my, you, you will have lost both of those. Bad. That'll be great. That's what I'm cheering my for. My biggest sweat this past weekend was the uh, uh, the Vikings game that went into overtime. What was that against the Bills? Yes. I had, yes. I had Vikings, the biggest game of the weekend. Yes. I had Vikings to make over one and a half field goals. So they had to make two and that miracle at the end of the game that, uh, they made, they made one during regulation, one during regulation. And then the one in overtime. 
That's... You hit that, huh? Oh, I Two was bucks? sweating that one. So you had no, to have... I think I won 15 on that. <laughs> you had to have Kirk Cousins stopped on the goal line. Josh Allen fumbles on his own goal line. Not a safety, nope, a but touchdown. a touchdown that then allows the Bills to go down the field and tie the game Just to get it to overtime. It and then, because what did the Vikings have? First and goal from like the three? Yep. Not to score a touchdown from there, which by the way, that was the play the Bills had 12 players on the field get knocked backwards and kick a field goal. Because if it had been first and goal or fourth and goal on like the one, oh, yeah. they probably go for it. Man. Yep. Just how I wrote it up. <laughs> I knew that was all how it was for 15 bucks. <laughs> I feel like there were a lot of other events there. You probably could have gotten better odds on to happen if you knew how it was going to go, Danny. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> you ever bet college, Danny? Occasional. Yeah. yeah. Do you stay away from the Rebels? No. Oh, you're on the Rebels. Uh, I was debating on this one and the Reno game because this week they're the Rebels are minus eleven and next week they're minus ten. Wow! All right, close odds. They're favored by less at home against. Yeah, that's yeah on the road. Eh, Hawaii's I guess, weird thing, but they suck. They can't. They're, they're, yeah. their defense is you and me, Ed. No, I know. It's you and me out there. You and me would give up thirty six points yeah. per game. Yeah, happy to do so. All right, Jared's here. I'm assuming you're here to give us a scoregami. I am, but my mic's down. All right, it's on now. It is on now. Okay. Um, we have not actually given a score prediction because I don't have any idea what to do with this game. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll give. Mm, I'll give fourteen thirteen. <sighs> Denver. Ed already said Denver's winning. Oh, Denver okay. can't get to 18, so they'll get to 17. <laughs> the Raiders will get to 14. I'm getting, I'm going bold. The, I, I will even name the team. The Broncos will get to 18, but so will the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is that the score? Got, is that the score got me tie? Yep. It's never happened before. All right, 18, 18 tie. Uh, so I want that to happen. That would be great. <laughs> That'd and be awesome. Jared, you missed it. Danny is planning to bet on over three and a half field goals. So I'm cheering for Daniel Carlson to miss one in the final minute, break his streak, and lose Danny his bet. I'm going for 18-15, all field goals. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, that'd be infuriating, but so infuriating, I think I'd love it if they just kicked field goals the whole game. <laughs> 